We're live. Hooray. Welcome back. We did it. We hey. Did it. hey guys, it's Russ. Yo. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud. Yeah. How's your week been? Long. All right. Long, Paul. What's what's new with you? It's a long week. Glad it's, it's a long week. Basically done. We got one more day, unfortunately. You have Fridays old. off. You yeah. have Fridays off. Okay. All right. So you're starting your weekend. Yeah. John, doing anything besides taking the Christmas tree down? Uh, we took the Christmas tree down to promptly put it up at the top of the shelves in the in the garage. So which sucked to do. Yeah. Um, this week I got my new glasses and, uh, oh, okay. I thought something yeah. looked different on your face, but I could not. Well, I also, I also shaved because I fucked up trimming my, my facial hair. So I'm like, well, time yeah. to go clean, I guess. In there. So, yeah. So I got new glasses. I have two pairs. Um, this wasn't the pair I was going to wear on the regular, but I think I like this pair more because the okay. original pair I was going to wear were these guys here. Uh, let me let me swap them out here. Sorry for the audio listeners. This is one for the visual ones. This is a hot exclusive mm -hmm. for the YouTube. Yeah. So I, I like these, but I think the, the frame's a little too thick. The problem I actually had is the nose piece fell off of this one. Mm. Oh, you didn't. So you, I got, you just got it. I, I yeah, they fell off two days after I got them. I got lucky that uh, it fell off somewhere where I was able to get both the screw and the nose pad still and put them back in. So these are fine now. Oh, okay. But I've been kind of wary to use them as my main pair, uh, considering that happened. So um, I'm going to test them out again later. But I've been rocking this this set instead at the moment. It's like a, a black one and a blue one, and you like the black yeah. one. Yeah, the blue one's got like a bit more metal to it, a bit more plastic trim. Sure. It's fancier. This is a, this is more plain, but uh, the lenses are also a little smaller, and that's kind of what I prefer out of my lenses. So okay. Well, they look good, both of them. Oh, good choice. Thank you. I'm trying to think of anything going on with me. Not really. Busy, busy work week. I don't think anything exciting is going on. Girlfriend went back to India for a while. Yeah. It was bachelor mode for the next few months. Bachelor mode. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. Going. I was telling Paul the last movie theater within walking distance of me has closed down. Which is really going to put a thorn in my foot going forward. I don't have to figure out what to do about that. So I'm going to drive to a movie theater, which is barbaric effort. Yep. But um, we're all three about to fall asleep, so let's just get right into the show. Top Down Respective, February 2nd. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. Before we talk about what we're playing, I want to plug a cool thing we have going over on the Patreon um, I put up a submission thread for a bonus podcast that we will be recording in March. So you have so people listening, if you're a patron, you have all of February to submit a single game to that post. Just comment on it with the name of the game. Make sure you look at the previous comments so you don't pick a game someone else has already picked. And when we record that episode, the three of us are going to make one master list ranking all those games from best to worst. Uh, which is going to be silly and fun. It's not going to be like, you know, game of the year where we all have our individual opinions. This one, we have to agree on what the list is. This is going to be uh, interesting because we have a pretty varied taste in games. Yeah, yeah. So I think it'll it'll be for, it'll, some good discussions. Obviously, we'll do this live on YouTube like we do all of uh, TDP+. 
So there'll be a video component where you'll see the Google Doc, you know, we'll, you'll see us moving game names up and down, building it in real time. And then we'll also put the audio out on the Patreon as well for the uh, for like the two dollar people and, and stuff like that. So if that sounds interesting to you, you know, maybe subscribe for this month for Patreon and you can put a, a, a game on the list as well and then get access to that in, in March. But yeah, it should be pretty fun. I think uh, we we have almost 80 patrons, so hopefully we get 80 submissions and we have a really long list that we have to work through right now. We have about a quarter of our patrons have submitted, which is already pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, go check that out. John, let's start with what you've been playing. All right. Two things going on with me. One is uh, my spare time game at the moment. It's been Pixel Puzzle and Watch Collection which is just a puzzle game set uh, that happens to be game and watch themed as well. So there's three game and watches they have here are puzzles and watches they use because they don't want to get in copyright trouble. One right. is Picross. Uh, one. Yep. Yeah. One is, uh, I don't know the name of the game exactly, but you, you press a button. You're trying to fill in a grid. And when you press the button, uh, it changes. No. Okay. It changes all the ones above, below, and to the left and right of it. Uh, this is Minesweeper. On or off. It's not Minesweeper. <laughs> it is not Minesweeper. Quick question. Do either of you actually know how to play Minesweeper? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I have absolutely no idea. It's not that hard. If you sat down for two seconds, you'd figure it out. It's really easy. And tried it. Yeah, but I'm as the kid is like, I'm going to play Minesweeper because I just want to click on stuff and hope I don't hit a bomb. Right, but now as an adult, you would be able to figure it out, I think. <laughs> well, I think as an adult, I'm just never going to play Minesweeper. Yeah, because, exactly. Like, there are, like, no one's sitting there being like, Minesweeper is secretly, like, the best game. Like, no what about saying. that Minesweeper roguelike that came out, like, two years ago? Maybe that's good. I haven't played that. But, sure. I, saw, I would probably I play that, that before just classic Minesweeper. That's fair. I mean, you can just also go to a website and try it out for a minute and leave. Like right. that, like the, the that pinball game that used to come with Windows is on a website like that now too. Yeah, oh, shit, I played a lot of that. <laughs> I yeah, I think the said the one I was talking about where you press a button and then the ones above, below, left, and right change colors, and you have to fill in the entire grid. That's called pattern in this one. And then they have one that I've actually really been enjoying called loops, where you have a grid, and uh, each like certain spaces in the grid have a number on them. That's how many line pieces you have to have filled in around that square. So, okay, sure. Yeah, the idea is you have these numbers and you have to make a pattern that justifies, that f fulfills all these rules, but is also a complete looped line that doesn't loop into itself. Like, it doesn't intersect. It's not two separate loops. It is one giant loop that fills in the entire thing. Numbers can be outside of it as long as the proper lines are filled in. Did you ever play Last Call BBS? No. Okay. There's a game in there that is literally this called Dungeons and Diagrams, and you have to draw the dungeon on the grid using basically the rules you said, and uh, it was pretty dope. So yeah, this sounds pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a bunch of those. It's got like uh, seventy two of those, two hundred across puzzles, and then the uh, the pattern one is just the high score thing, or you, they can give you a random pattern. You can just see if you can figure it out from there cool i feel like these these games are way more complex than game and watch which has things like ball where <laughs> game and watch actually got pretty complex by the end they did the legend of zelda on game and watch 
Oh, okay. And I don't yeah. mean like the 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 35th anniversary one that runs the NES ROM. I mean like they made their own Zelda Game and Watch. Oh, game. okay. That I didn't know, but because yeah, I'm used to like the real early ones, like Fire. Yeah, no, the really early ones are pretty basic, but yeah, they they're just <clears throat> puzzle themed and they're honestly pretty good. Cool. Nice. And yeah. it's so it's pixel with a C Z. Yeah. yeah. Is that because like Picross? Uh, I think because it's a, so this is a brand of puzzle games. Uh, Pixel is there. They're usually Pacross esque, but they've got a bunch of games out there like they did Pacross uh, Pixel Adventure or something like that. I did that. I talked about it on the podcast a while ago. Yeah. Pixel Cross Adventure. That was the one I did. Right. It was yeah. the uh, adventure game where you had to find items and make them with Pacross items and just to unlock new areas. Oh, OK. Yeah, so this is just another game in the Pixel series, and Cross is their Pacross series. But I think they've got a couple different ones. Like, there's one where you have to, like, make lines based on, like, a starting and end point of, like, X number of moves, but you, they have to go to the same color, and they can't block other lines that make up the picture. Okay. Those those were rough. I remember doing those. Those were hard, but they were fun. But, you yeah, know, this is, like, just a fun diversion, like, when I just want to play something and just, I don't have enough time to dig into something deep, so it's like, all right, just puzzle for, like, 15 minutes and move on the other thing i've been doing is we finally have finished xenoblade chronicles one on stream nice this was a this was a charity incentive i did last year for coliseum and uh, we finally finished the game on monday you're free yeah nice so when when is two Uh, no (laughs) if i'm playing that i'm playing it for my own for my own good and i'm gonna play it maybe a bit more than like once every two weeks for like five hours at a time or whatever happened do you have a final clock clock in time for that game uh 14 streams so uh it was on stream it was 14 streams about five to six hours and then in oh man the files file wise i think it said a hundred in 10 or 117 hours. So you did the grinding wow. outside of the stream? Yeah, yeah. Off stream, I did side quests. I did right. some grinding and stuff like that. So like, I just kept the pace a bit more brisk on actual stream. Right. Yeah. Most people said uh, apparently like 120 hours is roughly the 100% size okay. of a run. And we were pretty close to end, to like to doing it all. There's some stuff that you can only do by grinding up to level 99 because there's super bosses. And there's some stuff that only unlocks after you've beaten the game. So oh, Okay. There's post game stuff I can go back to. Mm-hmm. Will you? Maybe I'm thinking okay. at the very least to do the side quest I didn't finish because uh, I wanted to finish it on stream on Monday, uh, so I can just say like, all right, the game's complete. I don't have anything else left to do in the game, and I'm so close to a point where it's like it's really hopefully only going to take like five hours at the most. Sure. So cool. did you like it? Yeah, but I think I was oversold on it at the same point. Yeah, like. Okay. Uh, my friend Emil is probably the biggest Xenoblade fan I know. And he sold it to me as like this gigantic, like life changing experience. And I played it. I'm like, this is just Final Fantasy 10. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe he hasn't played Final Fantasy 10. I, apparently he had, which I was confused about. But yeah, like, I, I felt like, like he so, tried to sell me on the writing and the gameplay. And I'm like, this is just a single player MMO. And this is just like a party that's, like basically just Final Fantasy X, or as we discovered on Monday stream, uh, we we could fit m- the majority of the characters into Lord of the Rings roles. Sure, but yeah, like uh, I think uh, the the other problem mm-hmm. was I had seen Emil play this game for the first time, 
Uh, and when he was playing it, he was at a very, very, very big spoiler point. And right. this was a decade ago. So I was like, okay. He's like, are you sure you want to watch this? And I'm like, I, I mean, I'll probably forget it by the time I get around to playing this. And uh, the point he was at was the biggest story spoiler in the game and such a major thing that I, I've never been able to forget it. So hey, unfortunately, he gave you an out. You did this to yourself. He warned the you. The problem was we were in a hotel room. He brought a projector and was playing it in the <laughs> hotel room to not see and hear the game. I would have had to sit outside the hotel room. This was on Switch? Oh. Was he playing it on? No, 10 years ago, no. not Switch. No. Yeah, he was playing this the was Wii version when the Wii version finally came out. Okay. So I was, okay. Yeah, he should have just played something else, man. Let's, let's play some Wii Sports. Come on, we're all we're multiplayer. He was so he thought he was two hours or less away from the ending of the game. It was more like eight. Either way, two hours. Like, don't show someone the end of a game. He what was just doing? that into the game. I I sat in the room with headphones on, playing like I think Resident Evil Revelations at that time on my 3ds. Like that's what I was playing, and then just because it, it was so loud and the shit that was going on was so interesting, I just ended up watching for a bit. And of course, I saw the biggest story spoiler. So I talked about that when we got to it on stream. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Knowing all this kind of kind of did not make me want to play this game because it's a really cool story beat. And I was excited. It was like I actually genuinely like the story beat, but it was like, yeah, this is a big thing I knew. But I didn't know like the last hour of the game. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because that was its own monstrosity. Sure. I'm just like, holy shit. Like I said, I think my final ranking I gave was like everything up to the spoiler I knew was about a six out of 10. Okay. The spoiler I knew and the parts around that were like, like a nine out of 10. Okay. And then the parts that I didn't know after that were either a two out of 10 or an 11 out of 10. Okay. That That's how wild <laughs> the ending was. I'm just sure. like, uh, yeah. So I think 7.5, I think is what I settled on for the game ish seven or eight. somewhere in that range. Okay. Don't yeah, I can see why it. people like it. I, I can definitely understand if it's your first JRPG. Like, you'll, I can definitely see why you would like it. But I'm like, man, I've already played a lot of stuff like this. So this just this was just another JRPG. And everyone, of course, was like, oh, yeah, this gameplay quirk you don't like, they fix it in the sequels. Oh, yeah, this thing you don't like, they fix it in the sequels. Of oh, course. no, they never fix that. And like back and forth like that. So I'm just like, all right, I'll eventually <laughs> I'll get to the sequels, I guess. It's always nice yeah. finishing a big, long RPG. It's just yeah. finally off your plate. Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay away from JRPGs for a bit. Hopefully, we'll see. I still have to do the future connected content, which was what they added to the definitive edition. That's like another 20 hours, I think. Okay. Someone was in the chat was just asking if you were going to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, but it probably won't start that till April because Coliseum is in March. So uh, I don't want to I want to take a break from Xenoblade because I've basically been playing this on and off on stream since like may of last year yeah for a year almost yeah april or may whatever it was i think we worked out it was like nine months i've basically been playing this so hey some streamers play fortnite every day i mean yeah but that game's different every time you play it though yeah and fortnite doesn't have a overall story that you actually need to follow sure (laughs) yeah I basically had to keep like the story and story beats in my mind for like the last nine last nine months to be like, all right, here's this bit. Oh, like, oh, this this hints on this part, et cetera, et cetera. In the end, how did you find uh, streaming that game since streaming Uh, RPGs is kind of a terrible thing to do? 
I will never. I think five streams in, I literally had to put a marker on stream that said like, hey, if I need help, I will make yeah. I'll make this animation happen on screen and now you can help. <laughs> yeah. We call it the help Nado. It was literally like the sword from the game, but it like it had a green check mark in it and it said help. And then when gotcha. it didn't want help, it's like it had an X in it and it said like no help. We had to do that because it was just like people were they were so excited I was playing the game. They were oversharing to a point where it was yeah. taking the fun out of the game. So I had to be like, hey, stop. mods are going to remove you if this thing very clearly says don't help and then that that fixed everything pretty much but the first four streams even first five streams i forget which one it was just hell yeah it was just like at one point we got a new character and then everyone in the chat was like hey this character's kind of complex so here's how you play as her i'm like no don't tell me how to play as this character i'll figure it out my own you're gonna want to go to this place and get this item so you can do this like Shut yeah, up, shut doing up. doing that to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to play as this character now because y'all are taking the fun out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, you do it this way. Actually, now I'm going to do this for the rest of the stream. So buckle in because and thank yeah, that guy for what fucking I did. it I was over. just like, yeah. calm the fuck down, guys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, it wasn't everyone, but like the few that were were just like, oh, my God, yeah. please just stop. It's always the vocal few that ruin it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. They're excited. I'm playing the game and they're like, oh, we don't yeah. want you to have a bad experience. But I keep telling them, like, you are giving me the bad experience. Let me figure it out. Let me actually, like, struggle. Yeah, it's the only way to fucking learn. So, yeah. So that's why I'm going to play the rest of the games not on stream. So I'll actually enjoy them more. Yeah, fair. Nice. Well, hey, speaking of finishing uh, RPGs, Paul, you finished Crisis Core. I did. I wrapped Crisis Core. Um a hundred percent, I'm calling it, even though it's technically not because I didn't get a hundred percent Buster Sword, whatever it is. That, thi- that's nonsense. Doing that, are you? The thing that <laughs> I think I, I finished. At I'm like pretty sure it counts 1%. for completion, though. Yeah. Uh for anybody who doesn't know, you get the Buster Sword eventually, and you have like an affinity for it, um, and you gain that affinity by killing dudes with the Buster Sword in the Buster Sword stance which is a combination button thing you have to push to go into that stance. And then it's like a bunch of a flurry of attacks you can do. It's not hard. It just it makes it takes forever last longer. And you don't stay in it is the thing. After an attack, you go back out. So you have to like literally go back into it every time. You're just like you're adding like a couple seconds every time, every every few seconds to the fight. And it's like there's going to be hundreds of fights. Like it's it is it is mindless. It is it's. It is more mindless than all of the side quest stuff, which is already as mindless as it can get. And as uh, Homer saying in the chat, it's zero point. It's point zero three percent per kill. So yeah, I ended off with like I think one point two percent or something. Yep. Uh, which means I killed like, hundreds of people that anymore. way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's the sort of thing that apparently to do that you actually just have to go new game plus and like keep grinding out because eventually you'll just run out of stuff <laughs> at some point in well, one place you could just like yeah like replay the side i guess stuff, right? yeah and some of those are just like why don't you fight 500 of the same dude like we'll just keep oh i wish it was only 500 the last one is a thousand <laughs> that's so that's so dumb so i sat there for 45 minutes fighting dudes nope. yep, absolutely not <laughs> No, that's disgusting. Yeah, so, there's there's a yeah. there's so much of that in that game. It's I don't know why you would do this. 
Uh, so most of the quests are okay or kind of fun. Um, those ones that we're talking about are just so pointless and waste your time and like aggravating. Those are bad. Those are fucking terrible. Uh, I did the hard boss in the game that you only get through doing the side content. And uh, that's just a boss that you literally can't do until your stats are a certain number because you will be one shot. And even then you're just spamming a thing over and over to beat it for about 10 minutes. Uh, to be fair, that's probably how I did every fight was. Yeah. Well, oh, you're weak to fire. I'm going to use fire blade every time over and over again. Like, yeah, at, at some I'm point, like, I don't think this game's very good. At some point, you're just not. If you're playing it correctly, at some point you're not using anything anymore. You're using the ability that just is the punch because the punch ignores shields and uh, barriers and is that the goblin punch and resistances. No, it's called costly punch, and you oh, like costly. spend your health to do it. Basically, uh, like at some point you're literally just punching stuff over and over and over until it dies. And in the main story stuff, when you're at that point. Everything dies in one hit anyways. It's literally yep. just the side stuff <laughs> that you're taking forever to go through. Yeah, it's a weird game. It is super weird. And the way that ending, look, if you know Final Fantasy VII, you know how that story is going to end. But that ending is kind of hilarious. And the music it's playing at that moment or whatever with like Zack's last stand. It's yeah, that's a moment. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a JRPG. It's you know yeah. it's super anime. Um, but with what's going on with like remake, it, like they're changing stuff. Like it, Zach's in remake somehow. Right? It's a so bit like, surprising they didn't do anything to recon that ending at all to change it. So it was just I a was, straight port. Yeah, I, I was wondering. I, I believe they said they're not changing anything else for the rest of the game of yeah. the remake. Rather, so like Zach is still dead and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense because remake isn't literally a remaster or remake of that series. It's a new series kind of that like takes stuff from that. So I get how they're doing it. It's just weird. <laughs> it's just yeah. Don't weird. be surprised if it if it just ends up being its own thing basically at this point. Yeah, it's like a parallel universe thing. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Crisis Core is fine. I would recommend people play it, and I don't recommend they do the side stuff the way I did it. That's oh, that's not. where I stand on it. But I thought it was most games, though. (laughs) Sure. Uh, I played a game on John's recommendation after actually right after the podcast last week called Pizza Tower and fell instantly in love with it. That's a game of the year contender already. Um, Wario Land, right? This is. Yes. um, A little jankier than Wario Land, but yeah, it has this kind of its own flavor to it. So. I don't even know how to explain this game. I guess, like, if you've played Wario Land, you probably know. My favorite thing is that when you get to the end of a stage after, like, doing whatever weird bullshit stuff you have to do in it, it becomes pizza time, and it's really scary all of a sudden, and you have to run out as fast as you can. Otherwise, the pizza guy comes (laughs) and kills you. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Because I was going to say, pizza time sounds like a good thing. When the pizza comes, that's a good thing, but the pizza guy killing you is not a good thing. Dude, it's terrible, because you, like, you hit an end point, and then the music starts going all, like, like, all creepy, and it's like, it's pizza time on the screen, and the timer comes up. (laughs) You're like, oh, no. That must be pulling from Mario Land 4 at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That game is fantastic. That's just a fun little... 
weird platformer that has a bunch of dumb gimmicks in it in different stages and does some cool things. The boss fights are kind of interesting. It It's kind of a weird mashup of like Wario Land games in stage with like WarioWare sensibilities and what you're doing in those stages. I don't know. I think that thing is kind of special because <laughs> there's not a lot of things that play like that <laughs> out there. And no. so it's pretty unique. Uh, I got to go back and finish that. I only got to. I beat two worlds and I think I'm working on the third world right now. So, yeah, apparently like 100 percent of that game is is chaotic and like super difficult yeah there's okay paul loves 100 percent in games no there's no way i'm doing it in this one because the 100 percent stuff is uh replaying levels to get like better times and stuff like that and i'm not interested really in that i'm kind of interested in the weird shit it pulls and the different gimmicks for gameplay not the uh the speed aspect because it is floaty like more so than i think even wario land games are like once you start your your charge or whatever it feels a little bad honestly in a lot of ways you get used to the jank but it's not tight controlling and it feels kind of shitty in some spots but that only matters when you're being forced to like go fast like one of the things if you replay levels is during the pizza time thing you can do two laps like you'll get to the back to the entrance and then you can keep going into the next room where there's a portal usually that says like lap two and then it just starts you back at the end to run back in or whatever for like a better so score a and lap. stuff. Got it, yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, there's no way, like, I'm sure that's part of the completion. There's no way in hell I'm doing that. Like, that's just not fun to me at all. Okay. But yeah, Pizza Tower. People should check that out. I think that's super interesting. Uh, I'm not going to have a lot to say about Dead Space Remake because it's fantastic and it's Dead Space again in the way that like, a remake should be i'll have more to talk about it next week when i have more specifics i only played a couple hours of it and one of those hours was just trying to get it to run properly uh that pc port isn't great but i got it there eventually and uh i saw some other people were having weird issues with it but i played a couple hours of it it has a lot of nice quality of life things in it it feels like a modernized version of that game in that it's that game again, but it doesn't play like ass and it's actually scary in some spots because they do a lot of cool things with the lights and uh, shadows and all that sort of thing, which the original game kind of didn't because it didn't have the technology for. Yeah, that thing is just cool. Uh, the big thing I want to talk about is Hi-Fi Rush because I've been playing more of that and that game is incredible. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I played through the first level of this. OK, um, so yeah, it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Um, the, I'm actually surprised that every level they've been introducing kind of a new thing and new mechanic and how that builds out. So it starts off kind of fun and cool that the combat and everything is going to the beat of the music, but it felt pretty basic until about track or stage three or whatever. And then I now have like character call-ins that i can do on the off beats and i have parries and stuff that i can do so i'm like consistently doing stuff i'm no longer just kind of like doing it on every like single beat out of four um there's like always something i can do at any time and it just feels fantastic uh but in 
on the other side of that, the game has gotten much, much harder. They're throwing a lot of shit at me and a lot of different enemies with a lot of different shields and armors that I specifically need a thing to do to break it. And uh, yeah, that game is super engaging in a way I wasn't expecting it was going to be from the first couple stages. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to play more of it. It's definitely really cool. You know, it's it's cool that it shadow dropped. That's always exciting. But then yeah. it's been so well received. Like it is such a good game. That's just kind of amplifies that even further. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm really surprised, too, that I just really like the writing. Like it's it's silly enough that you might think like I'm not always one for silly, but I think the writing hits pretty good. I think there's a lot of fun satire and parody stuff going in, going on in there. Um, I think just the comedic timing is really good. And I like a lot of the little Easter eggs that I've seen a lot of like evil within. Uh, oh, okay. Stuff here and there some other random stuff. I think there was a Metal Gear Easter egg, but I wasn't sure uh, there was a Castlevania Easter egg. Yeah, there's a lot of little things in there. That game is super cool. That is also one of these, like, uh, I got to remember this for Game of the Year games. Really contender, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing. Yeah, speaking of uh, Metal Gear Easter eggs, I've, I played through all of New Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. Is that as good as a first? It has been quite a while since a game has turned me off so aggressively as new Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. I would go as far as to say I hate new Tales from the Borderlands. I think it. I should remind everybody in case they forgot Tales from the Borderlands is one of Sean's favorite games. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's one of my favorite games. I think it's like the best writing that has borderlands tied to it okay that, it, i think that's tales from the borderlands <laughs> is good okay. it is not a high bar but i do <laughs> like the writing in tales from the borderlands i do believe that is a good game yeah i hate every character in new tales from the borderlands okay um the one character that i thought was like okay there's this like it, there's a robot that's the most stereotypical like oh it's another british like kind of <laughs> sassy robot uh-huh. So there's one of those, and it's like I've seen this in like every single anything. But yes, this one is also kind of funny. Every other character do not care for whatsoever. So in like the last episode when they're trying to do all these like emotional, let's bring it all together. It's like I don't care about anything you're talking about now because <laughs> you were you were so annoying. <laughs> like, holy smokes. Halfway through episode two, I was like, can I play this at two times speed? Because like, you know, this is a telltale style adventure game. So it's mostly you're just watching cutscenes with that. You have to really pay attention to because every now and then a quick time event pops up. And it was just like, I hate this. I hate watching this. this. I hate watching this like 10 hour movie. Every hacking mini game is literally just mash the A button. Some of them require like a bit of timing to mash the A button. Some of them are just like, hey, why don't you press A like 20 times quickly? And then we'll ask you to press it 15 times quickly. And hey, you hacked into the thing. There's these. There's like an in-game mini game thing that shows up in every episode called like Vault Lander or something like this. And it's like it's also tied to the collectibles you find 
you find vault landers in the few sections that you can walk around in, and they're little figures of like various Borderlands characters. And so you'll run into this like recurring character that wants to like bat- play vault lander against you. This is the most mindless game within a game I've ever seen. You just mash a. Hmm. Until their health is gone. That's it. You have to do, and you do it every episode. Oh, oh my gosh. There are a lot of negative reviews on this game. I just looked it up on Steam. It's like, mostly negative, in fact. Yes, like I was pretty I was pretty shocked because I had heard like like when you tell me, hey, Gearbox is making a very narrative focused Borderlands game. That sounds like absolute trash to me. But when you say we're bringing some of the writers back from Tales of the Borderlands, it's like, OK, they didn't let those people work. They put them in a closet or something. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> they were not working on this. They game. were serving the coffee. Yeah, exactly. They brought them in to do the art assets or something, I guess. <laughs> um, wow, this was... And I'm saying that there's no claptrap in this game. Oh, so it should be automatically one of the better ones. Well, so what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. is I can't even like fall on the crutch of like, well, you know, claptrap is here, so of course it's bad. No, they got to this low, in my opinion, without claptrap. Just think that's about that. Impressive. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy <laughs> Smokes! I can't believe how much I didn't enjoy my time with New Tales from the Borderlands. I, I on it. I finished it. It has one of the longest uh, credit sequences I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and then like, not only do they show like everyone who works there, but then they let everyone who works there like write a message. So they scroll through all of those as well, which was okay. That's fine. I mean, it's a credit sequence, whatever. I was, but anyways, um. Yeah, I absolutely cannot recommend New Tales from the Borderland mm. in in any regard to any person. I'm wondering if if like Borderlands, if people who like the writing in Borderlands, because I know there's some weirdos like that out there and there's a weird number of them. Wonder if they actually like this or if it's I mean, just based another on the reviews. It doesn't sound like I was going to say, I can tell you a lot of people don't. Okay. <laughs> there's a lot of thumbs down here. This guy yeah. says something about the side characters are the only saving grace, but they're abandoned as soon as they're introduced. Can you attest to this? I'm trying to think like who a side character would be. There was there's definitely some side characters I thought were annoying as hell. So I'm just going to disagree. OK, I didn't like a single character in that game. I guess there was like some funny one liners from some of the like idiot like grunts that you just kind of show up and get killed. OK, then they kind of like really start hammering that. And it's like, okay, yes, I understand the butt of the joke. Every single person in this world is an idiot. Can you come up with a like a second joke, please? And no, they cannot. Okay. I do have to ask this. Everybody here, like on this thing is saying it's bad. You're saying it's bad. You beat it. Uh, they all have 10 to 20 hours in this game. If it's that bad, why are you people playing it? <laughs> that long because so, you paid and you want to see the end of the story i guess so yeah like it, it, again it's like almost a movie so you know it's not like it's actually hard to play the game you just watch it happen and yeah. just doing the bare minimum is going to be about 10 hours right it's five episodes they're probably two to three hours each how does someone have 19 hours in this game though that okay. i don't well i guess <laughs> maybe they fell asleep so <laughs> looking <laughs> looking at the achievements there are multiple endings 
Oh, okay. Uh, and looking at the percentage for the people who got the multiple endings, there might be kind of a lot of multiple endings. So oh. you you theoretically could go back and see like, well, what if I did this instead of this? But I don't know why you would punish yourself like that. <laughs> Especially because it seems like these people with those giant numbers don't like it. So, yeah, that is insane. Yeah, I don't. All right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't ever want to talk about that game again. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Um, I went to a preview event a week or two ago. No, last week, I think. Last week. I don't remember. Le- le- week or two ago. No, I went to one last week, but I think this was a week before that. Gotcha. Um, for Like a Dragon Ishin, I can now finally talk about Chapter 3 of Like <laughs> a Dragon Ishin. Okay. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, like, they do know this game came out before, right? Maybe not in English, but people know the story i'm just going off what the embargo says man like don't <laughs> shoot the messenger like go talk to rgg studios but uh anyways like the main story is you get framed for your father's murder and as the so it's a, it's like pretty much all the characters you would want from yakuza are like just a new character in in the 1800s. They have they basically got this exact same model. Maybe just grew out their hair a bit and made them wear like kimono or or like a yukata or or some like you know period appropriate clothing and and made them a samurai as opposed to just a member of the yakuza. So they traded all like the the classy suits or katanas basically. Um, mm-hmm. Supposed to be like their ancestors or something like that. Is it is it specific, like actually like the family tree or is it just let's let's just make a fun kind of spinoff? I think it's it's a mix of both. Okay, because okay. I don't believe they have like the same like no they, they don't have the same names no or whatever yeah. Um, so I do think it's just literally like what if these people were just in a different setting, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it's like oh I like this character and they have the same kind of like morals. It seems for the most part. From the two I saw, like the two you'd expect. Um, uh, same, yeah, Kirin Majima. Um, there could be more, but I've my uh, experience with Yakuza is like a dozen hours of zero. So, you know, there might be some other characters that are introduced later on that are also in this that are flying over my head. Anyway, it's full of revenge. It's full of hyper dramatic battles. Uh, you can one of the fight styles. So the fight, the four fight styles this time around is brawler, just fists, katanas, pistols or katanas and pistols, uh, which is that was like the one I played with the most because you're spinning around shooting while also cutting people. And that was pretty good. It's also pretty funny to go to a sword fight with a pistol. Uh, it seems a bit overpowered, but that, you know, I don't care. Yeah, it's good. They've got weird side quests. I did some chicken racing. Okay. Of course I did. Nice. You get a whole like garden simulator mm-hmm. in there if you want to do a bunch of like upkeep on your farmhouse that you buy and grow crops and stuff. So there's a lot there just like you'd expect. It's like the Yakuza series. This is going to be another one. But I do think the biggest thing going for it is because it has no attachment to any of the other games. It's an entry point. And there's so many of these games now and they keep coming out. Um, this might be a good place to start uh, if people were curious. Yeah, so chapter three, I played some chapter three. Um, 
and I'm, I want to play some more of it. I'm enjoying it. It's still good. Cool. Good to hear. Uh, with that said, let's do some news. Kind of a lot of small things happened. But uh, let's start with IGN got a report or reported, I should say, that Xbox, Nintendo and Sony are not going to be part of whatever the E3 that's happening this year is. Sure. I don't blame them at this point because yeah. like they didn't really need it the last year or two that it was missing. No, I mean, Nintendo and Sony haven't been a part of it for a few years now. It was pretty much just Microsoft. Um, and Microsoft has already said they're going to do an- another show themselves. Uh, so they, yeah, just like you said, they don't need it. So at this point, wasn't there, like, wasn't there a who's... rumor that Nintendo was doing it because they didn't have anything to show or something like that? Yeah, it sounds like they won't have anything around that time uh, or enough to do like a big thing. That scares me that we're not going to get a new switch announcement soon. So. Yeah, I mean, everything that I've been hearing from various like reporters and stuff, and they're also kind of, you know, take this take this all with a grain of salt because they don't know for sure. But it's sounding like, you know, the Switch Pro was a plan at some point. Uh huh. And then with all the like um, chip shortages Shortages. and whatnot, they weren't able to execute on that. So they they had the OLED as kind of like a tiny half step. And since they passed on the Switch Pro, now they're just focused on whatever the actual successor is at this point. Which makes sense. It it does make sense. The thing I'm worried about is that that new Legend of Zelda game comes out this year. (laughs) I'm very curious to see what that looks like. Uh, Like, it's probably going to be fine because it was pretty fine. original. Like, it's probably that same engine and everything. I would have said the same thing about Pokemon. Like, well, those are usually pretty fine. I'm trying to be a little optimistic about it. (laughs) But yeah, don't be surprised if you see a Breath of the Wild definitive edition come out for whatever the next model of switch is. Or or, sorry, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, You know, without Xbox, Nintendo, Sony going there, I almost wonder, like, why would anyone now go to this E3? You don't even have the platformers. The, sorry, the platform holders showing confidence in this new event. Yeah. Like, eventually, yeah. it's like because because Reed Pop is taking it over, right? They're, they do packs, so it's yep. going to probably be some kind of like public or or maybe Gamescom like where they have a couple days of just press, then a few days of of uh, public. Yeah, it's going to be very packs like, but it's like there's less and less people showing up because they know they don't need to. So it's almost a chicken and egg scenario of like, who is this for? What is this needed in any capacity at this point? Yeah. Guess we will see in June. Yeah. All right. Now we enter the section of news about games that are like canceled or shutting (laughs) down because a lot got announced this week. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Bunch of them came from EA. We will start with. I believe the rumored name was Titanfall Legends. A first person game in the Titanfall Apex universe. Sorry, a single player game has been canceled. Great. Which this is this really sucks. Apparently it wasn't a Titanfall three. 
Right. But it was going to be a game that featured BT and other Titanfall characters. Different legends from the Apex were going to show up and give you powers. There was wall running, and I guess it was inspired by Doom Eternal. It hurts. The more you talk, the le- the more it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a huge bummer. Like yes. Anytime you say, hey, we're doing more Titanfall stuff, and then like I'm excited, but then it gets canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, EA also went ahead and canceled a somewhat unannounced a uh, Battlefield mobile game. Oh, that is no longer that is no longer happening. Apex mm. Legends mobile is shutting down. Sure. OK. Uh, as of May 1st. Um, as of the 30 January 31st, so I guess already passed all real money app purchases have been disabled. That means this game uh, was out for less than a year. I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought it was doing well, but I guess I haven't really been following it recently. Yeah. Um, And then just to tie off the EA related stuff is uh, Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been delayed to April 28th. Yeah, that's okay. I don't mind about that's fine. I have so many games to play and I want that game to be as best as it can. So I'm fine with delays. I don't care. For sure. Totally. Um, In other games shutting down Rumbleverse. The uh, melee focused wrestling battle royale from Iron G- Galaxies. This is not is, surprising at all, unfortunately. This is going offline uh, on February 28th. Oh, wow. I, I didn't realize it was that yeah, soon. Very soon. <laughs> oh, Any wow. Any player who spent money on Rumbleverse is eligible for a refund, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, not sad surprising. For them, you know, yeah, I, I, they seemed real gung ho about their game, so that's a bummer. Yeah. And I like Iron Galaxies, but I mean, Knockout I'm glad they City. tried it. So, Knockout City is uh, all sur- servers are going to be shut down on June 6th. Season nine will be their final city. This is the dodgeball, yeah, uh, game. This I thought this game was actually pretty good. Yeah, when I played it for me, this is the bigger bummer between those two because I thought this game was very very good as well. But I also understand. Just a bummer week in games shutting down. Yep. True. Uh, over on the Nintendo side, Nintendo has brought back the game voucher program that they did a, a few oh. years ago. Uh, this is where they would sell you two vouchers for digital games at a discounted price. So, for example, in in the states here, you know, uh, Switch games are sixty bucks, so that would be one hundred and twenty dollars. You can get two vouchers for a hundred dollars, so you save twenty bucks. Yeah, that's good. Why not? That's great. Yeah, um, I love these things. Uh, they, you can use them on some of the pre-orders right now, but it, there's a list of games that they can be used for, and it's pretty much what you would want. It's like every first party's on there. Zelda is the pre-order for Zelda is not on there yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes. You can also redeem these vouchers uh, and then hang on to them and then use them at a later date. So if you know Nintendo is planning to put out games you're interested in, this is a way to save some money. Cool. We're on the PlayStation side. Uh, Do you guys remember the PlayStation Plus collection? Yeah, I do. Those who don't remember, this was a collection of games, digital games on the PS5 that if you were a plus subscriber, you got kind of all of the first party PS4 games that you'd probably want from Sony. Yeah. There's also a bunch of third parties in there as well. Um, 
They're taking the PlayStation Plus collection away. You, <laughs> which is such a weird idea. So on you, if you have redeemed the games, you can still have access to them. They are still part of your account as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Starting May 9th, if you haven't redeemed them, you cannot redeem them anymore. Right. Um, give you the list of the games that are going to be going away. Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit, God of War, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet and Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered. That's the first remastered, not the recent one. Yeah. Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, and then from third parties, it's Arkham Knight, Battlefield 1, Black Ops 3, Crash Bandicoot, uh, the trilogy, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, Monster Hunter World, Mortal Kombat X, Resident Evil 7. Now, I can understand why they might take away some third parties. Maybe a licensing deal expired. Sure. Why take away the first party ones? Because money. Now they can sell it for people after that. But that's like that would be the equivalent of if like Microsoft took away some first party stuff out of Game Pass. Yep. Yeah, I don't understand. Happen at some point. I was going to say it wouldn't surprise me if eventually they do it, but probably not anytime soon. This seems weird. I can't imagine they're getting a ton of sales on these games, and it was such a good value for yeah. PlayStation Plus. I agree. They should have kept them in there just for good faith, if nothing else. Like, I don't, yeah, like, why was this a timed thing? So weird. So weird. Yep. Uh, over on the Xbox side, Xbox has also taken away some games. Um, the Xbox 360 Marketplace is removing a number of games and its DLC come February 17th. There's a whole list of them on the website, but some of the highlights include Blue Dragon, whatever Breakdown is, Daytona USA, Jet Set Radio, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, Lost Odyssey, Skate 2, Orange Box, Witcher 2. Um, so if you want access to some of these 360 games digitally, redeem them like or purchase them now. You say Breakdown? That's a Breakdown. That's an original Xbox game. A, a bunch of these are exclusive to Xbox Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey. So mm -hmm. I ask again, why take these away? So someone was saying that they're only taking them out of the 360 marketplace and a lot of these will still be available in like the more the modern marketplaces. Not all of them, but like, so I don't know what to believe, man. And I don't care enough to look into it. So you should, if those sound interesting, you should download them. Just get them now. Don't risk and it. Aegis Wing is free. That's one of the ones they're removing. So you must well just grab that period if you have the I was setup. I'm just gonna say yeah. Aegis Wing, a game that I for some reason played a whole lot of, <laughs> is also going away. But yeah, Microsoft anyway. confirms that games pulled from the Xbox 360 marketplace will not affect the ability to purchase them on Xbox One Series X right. and S store if said game is available on those stores. Yeah. Okay. It's literally if you're still just rocking the 360, you have a limited amount of time to get these. Okay. There you go. Which is good. But I think some of them are going to probably go away because they're only on that marketplace. So maybe check that out if you're interested. Okay. So this seems to be the list. Hang on. Uh, these are all ones that apparently you cannot currently purchase on the Xbox one or series x or s but if you do you can they work or something like that okay. all these games are backwards compatible on xbox one or series x and s but you have to purchase them digitally before they get delisted on the 360 marketplace or use the original disc to play them uh blood on the werewolf counter-strike go okay. daytona usa defense grid 
Final Fight Double Impact, Iron Brigade, oh no. Jeremy McGrath's Off-Road, Jet Set Radio 1, oh. Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, Mutant Blobs Attack, 2008 Prince of Persia, so that's the watercolor one Sean likes. Mm-hmm. I uh, like most of Ruse, the Prince of Persia. Yeah, R-U-S-E, Ruse, Sega, Sega Vintage Collection, Alex Kidd and Company, Skate 2, Spelunky 1, and The Orange Box. But the, the actual list of what's getting delisted is much bigger, but apparently those are all available on Xbox One and X and S. Okay, cool. In other Xbox news, the Series X and S is getting a price increase in Japan by 5,000 yen starting February 17th. Did you say increase? Uh, increase. Well, I point this out because Xbox had not made an increase while the PlayStation 5 did a couple months back, if you remember. And Xbox said they had no plans at the moment, but it seems like it's that's changing in the coming weeks. Uh, I will point out in the States, the the, uh, the PlayStation did not increase in price. It was just in a bunch of other territories. Uh, so it's still not sure, certain if that's going to come over here as well. But yeah, at least in Japan, where Xbox does not sell very well, it will now sell worse. Hmm. Interesting. Talk about Halo a little bit. We talked about it last week. Uh, basically, all of the rumors from Bathrobe Spartan, uh, if you remember, <laughs> yeah, I do, uh, ended up being true. So, uh, not all of them, but the the main one of Halo Infinite not getting any more story DLC is basically uh-huh. confirmed. Sounds like there's not much going to be going on with Halo Infinite, and they're like starting to just move on to a different Halo. Uh, as the ma- the main shift being they want to move to the unreal engine. <clears throat> uh, so they're at the moment. There is a new halo code named. Where was it? Tatanka. That's internally codenamed Tatanka, which is an unreal engine powered halo game. Uh, reportedly, the game is being developed by both three, four, three and Texas based studio certain affinity, a team that has a long history of working on previous halo projects seems Tatanka started out as a battle royale, but could evolve in different directions. Hmm, uh, it, interesting. It, the, the current uh, engine that they're on is called Slipstream, which sounds like it is a bit unruly uh, since it's extremely old. Uh, so it's causing a lot of issues. Uh, Bloomberg had the report here and they even called out that they had what was they have two modes. I'm trying to find the names of them. Yeah, here we go. Bloomberg's report even mentions that two multiplayer modes for Halo Infinite, Extraction and Assault, are nearly done, but haven't been implemented yet due to issues with the aging slipstream tools and tech. So we'll have to see how that goes. A funny tweet I saw this week was, get ready for the only Halo story content for the next while being from the TV show. Ugh. (laughs) Yep. (sighs) <sighs> what a bummer halo infinite was supposed to be such like a big thing and it's just like failed at every turn yeah that tv show was terrible thank god we have the last of us now though thank god we have the last of us. speaking of the last of us season two has been greenlit yeah that makes sense of course it has <laughs> of course it has yeah absolutely um speaking of naughty dog i guess uh <laughs> sony put out just like a new ad for like the PS5 and in it, people saw 
a quick few f- screens of what looks like a female led Uncharted game that people are thinking might be Nathan Drake's and, and, and Elena's daughter. All right. Sure. So it's now, not the the was it the the expansion that four got? I can't remember the name of it right I now. I can't it's remember. Not, it's the one where you play oh, Lost Are you Legacy. Talking about Lost Legacy? Yeah. Lost Legacy. So it's not okay. tied to Lost Legacy at all? No. Uh, and j- just to, to clarify, Lost Legacy is not an expansion to 4. That's a standalone game. I keep thinking it's an expansion for some reason. Right. No, this has a new, like, blonde character that, you know, people are trying to do some, like, side-by-sides with the, the younger version of the daughter. It looks like it could be. It, it, you know, it's very hard to tell. Um, what's interesting though, is just last week, Naughty Dog had, uh, Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog came out and said that they are quote, done with Uncharted and moving on. That doesn't mean Sony is done. Yeah, true. Uh, And this article here on Kotaku points out that multiple job postings last year hinted at Naughty Dog possibly collaborating with a new internal PlayStation team on an existing franchise. So that maybe finally that's the uncharted doing. cart racer. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe a, uh, a young Drake's, you know, female uncharted is coming. Sure. Cool. And this last story is super weird. I heard Sports about story. This. <laughs> everyone's, uh, favorite follow up to golf story, a fantastic early switch game. If people didn't hear, Sports Story came out at the very tail end of last year, just completely riddled with bugs. Horrible to see. Um, and then reports came out that apparently the studio did not have a great relationship with their publisher, which kind of like forced them not to be able to like polish the game. And one of the interesting things is there was a secret dev room in the game where they had coded in a bunch of uh, NPCs, basically kind of talking about kind of how shitty of a of a break they got and so like the quote here is you might say we're experiencing a troubled development last week uh sports story got a big patch and including that room now has new text in it i'll read you the quote not only are we ahead of schedule on development we are also setting records in employee happiness is now what some of the npcs say to you when you go into the dev room so creepy Um, man Fuck. From the, I'll read you another quote. This is this is from an IGN story. Uh, Sidebar Games says removing the room is quote difficult due to the way the game is programmed. So I do think it's funny that this room has to stay in the game. The devs <laughs> coded it in such a way that you can't just pull yank it out. So they just changed the text to make it sound like everyone's happy. This is an insane story. This is weird. Especially because they could just make them not say anything and it'd just be a happy little Easter egg of the devs hanging out. <laughs> well, I get I don't maybe you maybe you need to make them say something. Maybe that's also part of the code. Who knows? <laughs> but and that's yeah. insane if that's the case, no matter what, unless yeah. they did it to be like, yeah, if anyway, if they kick us off and then try to fix our own game, then it's like a kill switch. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good. <laughs> It's it's pretty crazy. I would love to hear the actual like behind the scenes of this. It'll never come out, not for many years. But this is such a weird story. I have not seen anything like this before. It's creepy, man. This is creepy stuff. 
And that's the news for this week. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send in a question, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. This first one comes in from Rasterman, who writes, at what point does bad gameplay slash controls justify good presentation slash story in a game? What? Uh, when it earns it, I guess. Like, okay. My example is Brothers, is it Tale of Two Sons? I can't remember if there yeah. was like that yeah. actual. Yeah. Brothers had a very specific mechanic where you control the two brothers with the different size of your controller in that game. Uh, it controls very oh, good. It was oh, very spoiled brothers. It was very good. But then at some point, the way you control that game changes significantly. And I think it earns that moment, even though it sucks at that point. Like it's not <laughs> as f- good or fluid anymore. I think you have to earn like if you're going to do a part where you control like shit there's a part in metal gear solid where you are literally just like crawling through an area and it sucks oh god (laughs) that scene (laughs) but like it led up to that moment so it's kind of okay so Uh, it basically has to have some sort of story relevance is what you're saying yeah otherwise it's just a bad game with bad controls and it sucks and story can't fix it at that point I mean, so you're just saying the the answer is like it's more situational at best. Yeah, like nothing justifies bad gameplay in a story to me. You can get past bad gameplay if you're really enjoying the story, but that doesn't justify the fact that it controls like shit. I'm thinking so I'm trying to think of a scenario where the controls were so bad that I was like, I don't care how good the story is. It's not worth it because if the story is good enough. Like I'll play through like some bad controlling games or some just like bad gameplay. Like I think of Asura's Wrath. Asura, when you play Asura's Wrath, it's not great. Like it's not super fun. But when you watch the cutscenes in Asura's Wrath, I really enjoy that story. Right. But the story doesn't justify the fact that but that the gameplay is good. It just allows you to be like, OK, whatever, and get through. Well, it. I'm not going to like tell someone story is so good. It makes the gameplay good. I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say like, I'm going to say, hey, the gameplay is bad, but the story is so good. I still recommend it. And that's how I interpret justify. That is me justifying the bad controls. You have any kind of examples for you, John, that stick out? Nothing, nothing really. All right. Honestly, the two ones you picked are pretty good examples. Phantom Aegis writes, Ahoy TDP crew, would you rather be able to stop time for a max of one minute with a 23 minute cooldown, or would you rather be able to reset a whole 24 hours with a 120 hour cooldown? Are you asking me that I get the chance to reset a day that I fucked up? Of course I'm going to pick that. Oh, I'm going to do the other one. I would rather stop time and be able to like situationally fix things as much as I want in one day than fix one day. Okay, so because I'm with John here, so I'm very curious, Paul. What do you see? What can you do in a minute that is that important? Swerve out of the way of hitting somebody, get out of the way of somebody doing something to you, uh, getting out of any situation ever. Honestly, like stealing stuff, stealing stuff from a cash register. Like you could literally do anything in a minute that isn't like grand. And I, I don't know. I don't 
really care about resetting a whole day. I don't want to relive a whole day. I've never, I never want to do that. What are you, what's your thought process, John? Why do you go with the 24 hours? I definitely think like uh, in a similar vein to Paul, like you could essentially do what you want in a day and then choose to reset that entire day and then do it normally. If you want to do something absolutely insane, go on a robbing spree, go on a like, uh, like blow up a bunch of shit, whatever you can do that. And then be like, yep, never happened. But you then you just, have to you wait a week reset. until you can do it again. Where mine, I have to yeah, wait half that, an hour. That's just called having patience. At that no, point. but if you fuck up again, then you're stuck with it. Well, you still have to have some sort of consequences. That's true. Like, like, <laughs> as as been pointed out in the chat the fear is resetting a whole day and then making things worse so i feel like you use, <laughs> you use the reset when it's like i know i can make it better because right now it is so bad so like yeah. you got to be careful you know great power comes great responsibility and when i think of your thing paul of like swerve out of the way of an accident if i can just reset the day i just don't go driving at that moment because i know yeah. then i don't have to worry about even swerving out of the way you know sure and then something else could happen, and then you have nothing. As long, look, we're not. This I is always, not like a final destination situation here, where you avoid a death, and then everyone else dies around you because of it. No, but I want I the ability to fix a small thing many times rather than one big thing in a week, basically. You no, know, I actually do kind of like the idea of like being able to fix a bunch of small things because, like, if if we tempted fate that much to twenty four hours, like if you prevented a death, that death would it'll happen. They'll come back. You know what I mean? Like, there's a monkey paw scenario here. Sure. Nah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Groundhog Day kind of situation where it's just like, all right, well, you got to relive the same day again, but you can make it very different. I think I would do the 24 hours because I think, if, you know, I get to the end of the day and it's like, I can do that way better. This day was horrible. I know I can fix it. I just don't think the one minute I'm going to be reactionary enough where it's like, Oh, if only I like was on that side of the street. I think I would think I would take the 24 hours. Yeah. Uh Suka writes in and says, strangely enough, this question came to me in a dream. What's a game that was perfect for its time and could never be released today? Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good, that's a good answer. Good answer. Number one answer. I was thinking the other day, actually, about, like, could you release Duke Nukem again? And the answer was kind of no. Like, no, no. really. I, so. I mean, they've sort of tried with, uh, what's their replacement character they came up with recently? Like, Bombshell or something like that? Yeah, like, at some point, you've changed that character and, like, what that is so much that it's not even Duke Nukem anymore. I don't know that you could do. Duke was a time and place. And honestly... Not many people cared really back then. They were more impressed about like what that game was and not Duke himself or any of that stuff. So mm. I don't know. I would like a new Duke Nukem game, but I want it to be like very tongue in cheek where he's yeah. kind of like the aging, like the aging hero that just is set in his ways and realizes like, oh shit, I actually I want to survive in this world. I had actually changed that kind of thing. Yeah, That's but kind it of done the... really well. because It's a really easy sort of fuck up. Sure. That's kind of the God of War thing. Because before yeah. he was like Give me you know, a give me a Duke Nukem God of War. Yeah. Like those those <laughs> first games had like sex mini games in them. And then you look at what God yeah. of War is now, and he's like 
like a this like sad father like it's night and day dad newcomb <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. um the only thing that came to mind and this is kind of like a uh, like the opposite of what the question is because i want them to bring it back because it would work so well is one versus 100 this is oh, the yeah. answer for this thing like, yeah that, that was ahead of its time it would work even better now um so there's the if you ask me the opposite there's my answer Sure. Raster man. Oh, writes again. Whoa, unprecedented. Who let this go through? It's too late. Though. Oh, shit. Um, would you consider doing a podcast episode where the video game related topics were generated by chat GPD? Yes. Oh, I, so I read this one ahead of time and I actually have some topics written by chat GPD. So we could do this right oh, now. We're going to oh, discuss no. what, okay, what right. chat. GPT okay. The first. With. So I said I wanted it to generate me three sentences of video game related topics for a video game podcast. The first thing it gave me was <clears throat> the latest entry in the Legend of Zelda franchise. Breath of the Wild 2 has been officially announced and will feature an even larger open world and improved graphics. You bet it's going to run wow. like shit. You know what I'm saying? And they called it Breath of the Wild 2. So <laughs> good job, AI idiot. Uh. The next, fair, I've done that this episode, so yeah, yeah. But good job, not, idiot. You're you're not AI. It's okay. <laughs> hey, boop. Uh, the next po- thing that said the hotly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077 has been released, but with numerous bugs and performance issues on last gen consoles, it's received widespread criticism and backlash from fans. So this is not giving us nope. new topics. It's just giving us old things that have already happened that yep. we've already talked about. And here's the third one. The esports industry has seen explosive growth in recent years with major companies investing in professional gaming leagues and tournaments for popular games such as League of Legends and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Cool. Thanks. And then I I put a bunch of other stuff. Uh, It's that caliber, though. I wrote I said, give me a paragraph talking about why E3 shouldn't die. And it's literally just like E3 has been a staple, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just cookie cutter bullshit. So, uh, no, I wouldn't want to do that is the answer. (laughs) Next question. Oh, last question from VGC Kenny. You are granted infinite money, but are legally bound to only buying one video game company and doing, doing with it what you will. What company do you buy and what do you do? Are we allowed to still have the infinite money like when you purchase them to like actually help the company? I'm guessing so, because otherwise this question makes no sense. (laughs) Nintendo, so they'll update their fucking hardware. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, like, do I have to make them do anything or can I just buy them and be like, you're safe? I'm not laying anyone off and I'll be able to fund your game. Yeah, I think you totally could do that. That's a really boring answer, though, because then it's just like, I like super giant games. I'm going to buy them and make them do nothing. <laughs> sure. Whereas, like, I feel like the spirit of the question is like, I'm going to buy. Like Respawn Entertainment and say, you can make Titanfall 3 now because here's infinite that's a, money. That's a that's a really good one. Titanfall 3, you know, as much as I would yeah. love to try and will a Burnout Paradise 2 into existence. Those studios don't exist. Those people are yeah. so spread to the wind. It'll never happen. You will never get that. So and lineback kind of, I think at least this is how I'm reading it. We can like be told we were wrong or whatever later. 
is what company would you save then is this question basically i would i don't even know how this would work because they're like merged into activision now but like i would have loved to have saved what is it blizzard albany now that did the tony hawk pro skater one plus two and oh. please make three plus four what about Raven Software if we're going on that thing? And it's like, you don't have to make Call of Duty maps anymore. You can work on Singularity 2 now or something. Like. Sure. I was going to say Toys for Bob, the guys who did those Crash and Spyro. Or I guess yeah. they really did Spyro. But yeah. Spyro, yeah. And Crash 4, those those games. A bunch of them are now at Velen <gasps> Studios that did the Mario Kart Live game. Jay, mm. the Kitty Dragon, actually has my answer. I would buy Bioware and just be like, you guys need to get back to the way things were and like actually just care about the things you're making. <laughs> okay, okay. Part of me wants to fund either Harmonix or I don't even know who to do oh. Rock Band or Guitar Hero. It's like, I know it never works. You keep trying to bring it back and no one buys it. But in my heart, it's important. Make more Rock Band. Make another Guitar Hero because I'll buy it. That's actually a great answer, because with the infinite money, you could actually just keep the song libraries forever going. Right. Or I could be like, we are going to because the, the big thing is the no one wants to buy the instruments and right. nobody wants to partner with them to, to mass produce the instruments that no one wants to buy and that retailers don't want to store. Right. So it's like since I have infinite money. We're just going to print them on demand. When someone wants the thing, it's like, all right, you'll get a new drum kit in one week. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would actually solve that game's issues immediately. It That's totally crazy. would. Yeah. That's so expensive. Like, no one's going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We make we make four of these a month. Like <laughs> That's that's an insane thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like every time you buy the game, it would be like two hundred dollars because you're also having to buy the bundle essentially or whatever well no because i don't think anyone would buy it right yeah oh what you're saying is that's how it that's did how work. you would have yeah, to this do time it. it's like buy the game it's you know 60 70 dollars and then just like on the website order which instruments you want and we will to be fair we'll there are people that like i don't know when that beatles rock band came out maybe they just got that whole set because <laughs> that was the easiest way to buy it <laughs> yep so or the, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how you sometimes end up with like, like five three. guitar hero yeah. gu guitars amongst your various households. Totally. And yeah. <laughs> that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? I guess, you know, blade uh, high five rush. Yeah, um, I'll give it a hi-fi rush. <laughs> Seemed very unsure for a second. Well, I just played like so little of that compared to Borderlands, but I'm not giving that to Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, and we will see you next week. Bye.